Section 16 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3, by Robert Burton. Section 16, Partition 3, Section 2, Member 3, Part 1. Symptoms or signs of love melancholy in body, mind, good, bad, etc. Symptoms are either of body or mind, of body, paleness, leanness, dryness, etc. Pallidus omnis amans color hic est aptus amanti, as the poet describes lovers, fecit amor maciem, love causeth leanness. Avicenna, de Ilishi, chapter 33, makes hollow eyes, dryness, symptoms of this disease, to go smiling to themselves, or acting as if they saw or heard some delectable object. Valeriola, Book 3, Chapter 7, Laurentius, Chapter 10, Alianus Montaltus, Langius, Epistle 24, Book 1, Epistolae Medicae, Deliver as much corpus ex angue palet corpus gracile oculi cavi lean pale ut nudis qui presit calcibus anguem as one who trod with naked foot upon a snake hollow-eyed their eyes are hidden in their heads tenerque nitidi corposis cecidit decor they pine away and look ill with waking cares sighs et qui tenebant signa febeae facis oculi nihil gentile nec patrium micant and eyes that once rivalled the locks of phoebus lose the patrial and paternal lustre with groans griefs sadness dullness nulla jam cereris subi cura aut salutis want of appetite etc a reason of all this jason pratensis gives because of the distraction of the spirits the liver doth not perform his part nor turns the aliment into blood as it ought and for that cause the members are weak for want of sustenance they are lean and pine as the herbs of my garden do this month of may for want of rain the green sickness therefore often happeneth to young women a cachexia or an evil habit to men besides their ordinary sighs complaints and lamentations which are too frequent as drops from a still ut occluso stilat ab igne liquor doth cupid's fire provoke tears from a true lover's eyes 
the mighty mars did oft for venus shriek privily moistening his horrid cheek with womanish tears ignis distillat in undas testis erit largus quirigat ora licor with many such like passions when chariclea was enamoured of theagenes as heliodorus sets her out she was half distracted and spake she knew not what sighed to herself lay much awake and was lean upon a sudden and when she was besotted on her son-in-law palor deformis marcentes oculi etc she had ugly paleness hollow eyes restless thoughts short wind etc euryalus in an epistle sent to lucretia his mistress complains amongst other grievances tu mihi et somni et cibi usum abstulisti thou hast taken my stomach and my sleep from me so he describes it aright his sleep his meat his drink in him bereft that lean he waxeth and dry as a shaft his eyes hollow and grisly to behold his hue pale and ashen to unfold and solitary he was ever alone and waking all the night making moan theocritus idyll too makes a fair maid of delphos in love with a young man of minda confess as much ut vidi ut insanii ut animus mihi male affectiis est miserae mihi forma tabescebat neque amplius pompam ulum curabam aut quando domum redieram novi sed me ardens quidam morbus consumebat decubui in lecto dies decem et noctes decem defluebant capite capili ipsaque sola reliqua ossa et cutis no sooner seen i had but mad i was my beauty failed and i no more did care for any pomp i knew not where i was but sick i was and evil i did fare i lay upon my bed ten days and nights a skeleton i was in all men's sights all these passions are well expressed by that heroical poet in the person of dido at non in felix animi finissa nec unquam solvitur in somnos oculisque ac pectore amores accipit ingeminant curae rorsusque resurgens saevit amor etc unhappy dido could not sleep at all but lies awake and takes no rest and up she gets again whilst care and grief and raging love torment her breast accius sanazarius ecloga two de galatea in the same manner feigns his lycoris tormenting herself for want of sleep sighing sobbing and lamenting and eustathius in his ismenias much troubled and panting at heart 
at the sight of his mistress, he could not sleep, his bed was thorns. All make leanness, want of appetite, want of sleep, ordinary symptoms, and by that means they are brought often so low, so much altered and changed, that as he jested in the comedy, one can scarce know them to be the same men. Attenuant juvenum vigilatae corpora noctes, curaque et immenso qui fit amore dolor. Many such symptoms there are of the body to discern lovers by. Quis enem bene celet amorem? Can a man, saith Solomon, Proverbs 6, 27, carry fire in his bosom and not burn? It will hardly be hid, though they do all they can to hide it. It must out, plus quam mille notis. It may be described, quoque magis tegitur, tectus magis aestuat ignis. Twas Antiphanes, the comedian's observation of old, love and drunkenness cannot be concealed. Celare alia posis, haec praeter duo, vinipotum, etc. Words, looks, gestures, all will betray them, but two of the most notable signs are observed by the pulse and countenance. When Antiochus, the son of Seleucus, was sick for Stratonici, his mother-in-law, and would not confess his grief or the cause of his disease. Erasistratus, the physician, found him by his pulse and countenance to be in love with her, because that when she came in presence or was named, his pulse varied, and he blushed besides. In this very sort was the love of Calices, the son of Polycles, discovered by Panacaeus the physician, as you may read the story at large in Aristinatus. By the same signs, Galen brags that he found out Justa, Boethius the consul's wife, to dote on Pilades the player, because at his name still she both altered pulse and countenance, as Polyarchus did at the name of Argenis. Franciscus Valesius, Book 3, Controversia 13, denies there is any such pulsus amatorius, or that love may be so discerned. But Avicenna confirms this of Galen out of his experience, and Gordonius chapter 20. Their pulse, he saith, is ordinate and swift, if she go by whom he loves. Langius, Epistle 24, Book 1. Neviscanus, Book 4, Number 66. Valescus de Taranta, Guianerius, Tractatus 15. Valeriola sets down this for a symptom. Difference of pulse, neglect of business, want of sleep, often sighs, blushings, when there is any speech of their mistress, are manifest signs. But amongst the rest, Josephus Struthis, that Polonian, in the fifth book, 
chapter seventeen of his doctrine of pulses holds that this and all other passions of the mind may be discovered by the pulse and if you will know saith he whether the men suspected be such or such touch their arteries etc and in his fourth book fourteenth chapter he speaks of this particular pulse love makes an unequal pulse etc he gives instance of a gentlewoman a patient of his whom by this means he found to be much enamoured and with whom he named many persons but at the last when his name came whom he suspected her pulse began to vary and to beat swifter and so by often feeling her pulse he perceived what the matter was apollonius argonautica book four poetically setting down the meeting of jason and medea makes them both to blush at one another's sight and at the first they were not able to speak totus parmeno tremo horeoque postquam aspexi hanc phaedria trembled at the sight of thais others sweat blow short crura tremunt ac poplites are troubled with palpitation of heart upon the like occasion cor proximum ori saith aristinatus their heart is at their mouth leaps these burn and freeze for love is fire ice hot cold itch fever frenzy pleurisy what not they look pale red and commonly blush at their first congress and sometimes through violent agitation of spirits bleed at nose or when she is talked of which very sign eustathius makes an argument of ismene's affection that when she met her sweetheart by chance she changed her countenance to a maiden blush tis a common thing amongst lovers as arnulphus that merry conceited bishop hath well expressed in a facetious epigram of his alterno facies sibi dat responsa rubore et tenera fectum prodit utrique pudor etc their faces answer and by blushing say how both affected are they do betray but the best conjectures are taken from such symptoms as appear when they are both present all their speeches amorous glances actions lascivious gestures will betray them they cannot contain themselves but that they will be still kissing stratocles the physician upon his wedding day when he was at dinner nihil prius sorbilavit quam tria basia puellae pangeret could not eat his meat for kissing the bride etc first a word and then a kiss then some other compliment and then a kiss then an idle question then a kiss and when he had pumped his wits dry can say no more kissing and calling 
are never out of season. Hoc non deficit incipitque semper. Tis never at an end. Another kiss, and then another, another, and another, etc. Hoc ades, o Thesaira. Come, kiss me, Corinna. Centum basia centies, centum basia milies, mille basia milies, et tot milia milies, quot gutae siculo mari, quot sunt sidera caelo, istis purpureis genis, istis turgidulis labris, ocelisque loquaculis, figam continuo impetu, o formosa neaira as Catullus to Lesbia, da mihi basia mille de indi centum, de in mille altera da secunde centum, de in usque altera millia de inde centum. First give a hundred, then a thousand, then another hundred, then unto the other add a thousand, and so more, etc till you equal with the store all the grass, etc. So Venus did by her Adonis, the moon with Endymion. They are still dallying and culling as so many doves. Columbatimque labra conserentes labiis, and that with alacrity and courage, Affligunt avide corpus, junguntque salivas, oris, et inspirant prensantes dentibus ora. Tam impresso ore ut vix inde labra detrahant, cervice reclinata, as Lamprias in Lucian kissed Thais, Philippus her Aristinetus, amore limfato tam oriose adhaisit, ut vix labra solvere esset, totumque os mihi contrivit. Aretine's Lucretia, by a suitor of hers, was so saluted, and tis their ordinary fashion. Dentes illudunt saipe labellis, atque premunt arete ad figentes oscula. They cannot, I say, contain themselves, they will be still not only joining hands, kissing, but embracing, treading on their toes, etc., diving into their bosoms, and that libenter et cum delectatione, as Philostratus confesseth to his mistress, and Lamprias in Lucian, mamilas premens per sinum clam dextra, etc., feeling their paps, and that scarce honestly sometimes, as the old man in the comedy well observed of his son, non ego te videbam manum huic puellae in sino mincere. Did I not see thee put thy hand into her bosom? Go to with many such love tricks. Juno in Lucian, Deorum, Tome 3. Dialogus three, complains to Jupiter of Ixion, he looked so attentively on her, and sometimes would sigh and weep in her company. And when I drank by chance, and gave Ganymede the cup, 
he would desire to drink still in the very cup that i drank of and in the same place where i drank and would kiss the cup and then look steadily on me and sometimes sigh and then again smile if it be so they cannot come near to dally have not that opportunity familiarity or acquaintance to confer and talk together yet if they be in presence their eye will betray them ubi amor ibi oculus as the common saying is where i look i like and where i like i love but they will lose themselves in her looks alter in alterius jactantes lumina vultus quaerebant taciti noster ubi esset amor they cannot look off whom they love they will impregnare eam ipsis oculis deflower her with their eyes be still gazing staring stealing faces smiling glancing at her as apollo on leucothoe the moon on her endymion when she stood still in caria and at latmos caused her chariot to be stayed they must all stand and admire or if she go by look after her as long as they can see her she is animae auriga as anacreon calls her they cannot go by her door or window but as an adamant she draws their eyes to it though she be not there present they must needs glance that way and look back to it aristinatus of exthemus lucian in his amaganem of himself and tatius of clitophon say as much ille oculos de lucipe nonquam deiciebat and many lovers confess when they came in their mistress's presence they could not hold off their eyes but looked wistfully and steadily on her inconiuo aspectu with much eagerness and greediness as if they would look through or should never have enough sight of her fixis ardens obtutibus hyret so she will do by him drink to him with her eyes nay drink him up devour him swallow him as marshall's mamura is remembered to have done inspexit moles pueros oculisque comedit etc there is a pleasant story to this purpose in navigationes vertomani book three chapter five the sultan of sana's wife in arabia because vertomanus was fair and white could not look off him from sun rising to sun setting she could not desist she made him one day come into her chamber et gemini horae spatio intuebatur non a me anquam aciam oculorum avertebat me observans veluti cupidinem quendam for two hours space she still gazed on him a young man in lucian fell in love with venus's picture 
he came every morning to her temple and there continued all day long from sunrising to sunset unwilling to go home at night sitting over against the goddess's picture he did continually look upon her and mutter to himself i know not what if so be they cannot see them whom they love they will still be walking and waiting about their mistress's doors taking all opportunity to see them as in longus sophista daphnis and chloe two lovers were still hovering at one another's gates he sought all occasions to be in her company to hunt in summer and catch birds in the frost about her father's house in the winter that she might see him and he her a king's palace was not so diligently attended saith aretne's lucretia as my house was when i lay in rome the porch and street was ever full of some walking or riding on set purpose to see me their eye was still upon my window as they passed by they could not choose but look back to my house when they were past and sometimes hem or cough or take some impertinent occasion to speak aloud that i might look out and observe them tis so in other places tis common to every lover tis all his felicity to be with her to talk with her he is never well but in her company and will walk seven or eight times a day through the street where she dwells and make sleeveless errands to see her plotting still where when and how to visit her levesque sub nocte susuri composita repetuntur hora and when he is gone he thinks every minute an hour every hour as long as a day ten days a whole year till he see her again tempora si numeres bene quae numeramus amantes and if thou be in love thou wilt say so too et longum formosa vale farewell sweetheart vale carissima argenis etc farewell my dear argenis once more farewell farewell and though he is to meet her by compact and that very shortly perchance to-morrow yet both to depart he'll take his leave again and again and then come back again look after and shake his hand wave his hat afar off now gone he thinks it long till he see her again and she him the clocks are surely set back the hours past hospita demophon tua te rodefeia filis ultra promissum tempus abese queror she looks out at window still to see whether he come and by report phyllis went nine times to the seaside that day to see if her demophon were approaching and troilus to the city gates to look for his cresseid 
she is ill at ease and sick till she see him again peevish in the meantime discontent heavy sad and why comes he not where is he why breaks he promise why tarries he so long sure he is not well sure he hath some mischance sure he forgets himself and me with infinite such and then confident again up she gets out she looks listens and inquires hearkens kens every man afar off is sure he every stirring in the street now he is there that's he male aurorae male soli dicit deratque etc the longest day that ever was so she raves restless and impatient for amor non patitur moras love brooks no delays the times quickly gone that's spent in her company the miles short the way pleasant all weather is good whilst he goes to her house heat or cold though his teeth chatter in his head he moves not wet or dry tis all one wet to the skin he feels it not cares not at least for it but will easily endure it and much more because it is done with alacrity and for his mistress's sweet sake let the burden be never so heavy love makes it light jacob served seven years for rachel and it was quickly gone because he loved her none so merry if he may happily enjoy her company he is in heaven for a time and if he may not dejected in an instant solitary silent he departs weeping lamenting sighing complaining but the symptoms of the mind in lovers are almost infinite and so diverse that no art can comprehend them though they be merry sometimes and rapt beyond themselves for joy yet most part love is a plague a torture a hell a bitter sweet passion at last amor mele et fele est faecundissimus gustum dat dulcem et amarum tis suavis americies dolentia delectabilis hilare tormentum et me mele beant suaviora et me fele necant amariora like a summer fly or sphinx's wings or a rainbow of all colours quae ad solis radios conversae auriae erant adversus nubes ceruleae quale jabar iridis fair foul and full of variation though most part irksome and bad for in a word the spanish inquisition is not comparable to it a torment and execution as it is as he calls it in the poet an unquenchable fire and what not from it saith augustine 
arise biting cares, perturbations, passions, sorrows, fears, suspicions, discontents, contentions, discords, wars, treacheries, enmities, flattery, cozening, riot, impudence, cruelty, knavery, etc. Dolor querelae lamentatio lacrimae perennes, languor anxietas amaritudo, aut si triste magis potest quid esse, hos tu das comites neaera vitae. These be the companions of lovers, and the ordinary symptoms, as the poet repeats them. In amore haec insunt vitia, suspiciones, inimicitiae, audaciae, bellum, pax rursum, etc. Insomnia, aerumna, error, terror, et fuga, excogitantia, excors, immodestia, petulantia, cupiditas, et malevolentia, inhaeret etiam aviditas, desidia, injuria, inopia, contumelia, et dispendium, etc. In love these vices are, suspicions, peace, war, and impudence, detractions, dreams, cares, and errors, terrors, and affrights, immodest pranks, devices, slights, and flights, heart-burnings, wants, neglects, desire of wrong, loss continual, expense and hurt among. Every poet is full of such catalogues of love symptoms, but fear and sorrow may justly challenge the chief place. Though Hercules de Saxonia, chapter 3, Tractatus de Melancholia, will exclude fear from love melancholy, yet I am otherwise persuaded. Res est soliciti plena timoris amor. Tis full of fear, anxiety, doubt, care, peevishness, suspicion. It turns a man into a woman, which made Hesiod belike put fear and paleness Venus's daughters. Marti clupeos atque arma secanti, alma venus peperit palorum onaque timorem. Because fear and love are still linked together. Moreover, they are apt to mistake, amplify, too credulous sometimes, too full of hope and confidence, and then again very jealous, unapt to believe or entertain any good news. The comical poet hath prettily painted out this passage amongst the rest in a dialogue betwixt Mitio and Aeschines, a gentle father and a lovesick son. Be of good cheer, my son, thou shalt have her to wife. Ah, father, do you mock me now? I mock thee, why? That which I so earnestly desire, I more suspect and fear. Get you home, and send for her to be your wife. What now a wife, now father? etc. These doubts, anxieties, 
suspicions are the least part of their torments they break many times from passions to actions speak fair and flatter now most obsequious and willing by and by they are averse wrangle fight swear quarrel laugh weep and he that doth not so by fits lucian holds is not thoroughly touched with this lodestone of love so their actions and passions are intermixed but of all other passions sorrow hath the greatest share love to many is bitterness itself rem amaram plato calls it a bitter potion an agony a plague eripite hanc pestem perniciemque mihi quae mihi sobrepens imos ut torpor in artus ex pulit ex omni pectore laetitias o take away this plague this mischief from me which as a numbness over all my body expels my joys and makes my soul so heavy phaedria had a true touch of this when he cried out o thais utinam eset mihi pars aequa amoris tecum ac paritor fieret ut aut hoc tibi doleret itidem ut mihi dolet o thais would thou hadst of these my pains a part or as it doth me now so it would make thee smart so had that young man when he roared again for discontent iactor crucior agitor stimulor versor in amoris rota miser ex animor feror distrahor deripior ubi sum ibi non sum ubi non sum ibi est animus i am vexed and tossed and racked on love's wheel where not i am but where am do not feel the moon in lucian made her moan to venus that she was almost dead for love pereo equidem amore and after a long tale she broke off abruptly and wept o venus thou knowest my poor heart carmides in lucian was so impatient that he sobbed and sighed and tore his hair and said he would hang himself i am undone o sister tryphena i cannot endure these love pangs what shall i do vos odii averunci solvite me his curis o ye gods free me from these cares and miseries out of the anguish of his soul theocles prays shall i say most part of a lover's life is full of agony anxiety fear and grief complaints sighs suspicions and cares high ho my heart is woe full of silence and irksome solitariness frequenting shady bowers in discontent to the air his fruitless clamours he will vent except at such times 
that he hath lucida intervalla pleasant gales or sudden alterations as if his mistress smile upon him give him a good look a kiss or that some comfortable message be brought him his service is accepted etc he is then too confident and rapt beyond himself as if he had heard the nightingale in the spring before the cuckoo or as callisto was at malebias's presence quis unquam hac mortali vita tam gloriosum corpus vidit humanitatem transcendere videor etc who ever saw so glorious a sight what man ever enjoyed such delight more content cannot be given of the gods wished had or hoped of any mortal man there is no happiness in the world comparable to his no content no joy to this no life to love he is in paradise quis me uno vivit felicior aut magis hac est optandum vita dicere quis poterit who lives so happy as myself what bliss in this our life may be compared to this he will not change fortune in that case with a prince donec gratus eram tibi persarum vigui rege beatior the persian kings are not so jovial as he is o festus dies hominis o happy day so chirea exclaims when he came from pamphila his sweetheart well pleased nunc est profecto interfici cum perpeti me possem ne hoc gaudium contaminet vita aliqua aigritudine he could find in his heart to be killed instantly lest if he live longer some sorrow or sickness should contaminate his joys a little after he was so merrily set upon the same occasion that he could not contain himself o populares equis me vivit hodie fortunatior nemo hercule quisquam nam in me dii plane potestatem suam omnem ostendere ist possible o my countrymen for any living to be so happy as myself no sure it cannot be for the gods have shown all their power all their goodness in me yet by and by when this young gallant was crossed in his wench he laments and cries and roars downright ochidi i am undone neque virgo es usquam neque ego qui e conspectu ilam amisi meo ubi quaeram ubi investigem quem percunter quam insistam viam the virgin's gone and i am gone she's gone she's gone and what shall i do where shall i seek her where shall i find her whom shall i ask what way what course shall i take what will become of me vitalis auras in vitus agebat 
he was weary of his life sick mad and desperate utinam mihi esset aliquid hic quo nunc me praecipitem darem tis not chaereus's case this alone but his and his and every lover's in the like state if he hear ill news have bad success in his suit she frown upon him or that his mistress in his presence respect another more as hedus observes prefer another suitor speak more familiarly to him or use more kindly than himself if by nod smile message she discloseth herself to another he is instantly tormented none so dejected as he is utterly undone a castaway inquem fortuna omnia odiorum suorum crudelissima tela exonerat a dead man the scorn of fortune a monster of fortune worse than naught the loss of a kingdom had been less aretine's lucretia made very good proof of this as she relates it herself for when i made some of my suitors believe i would betake myself to a nunnery they took on as if they had lost father and mother because they were for ever after to want my company omnes labores leves fuere all other labor was light but this might not be endured tui carendum quod erat for i cannot be without thy company mournful amintas painful amintas careful amintas better a metropolitan city were sacked a royal army overcome an invincible armada sunk and twenty thousand kings should perish than her little finger ache so zealous are they and so tender of her good they would all turn friars for my sake as she follows it in hope by that means to meet or see me again as my confessors at stool-ball or at barley-break and so afterwards when an importunate suitor came if i had bid my maid say that i was not at leisure not within busy could not speak with him he was instantly astonished and stood like a pillar of marble another went swearing chafing cursing foaming illa sibi vox ipsa jovis violentior ira cum tonat etc the voice of a mandrake had been sweeter music but he to whom i gave entertainment was in the elysian fields ravished for joy quite beyond himself tis the general humour of all lovers she is their stern pole-star and guide deliquiumque animi deliquiumque sui as a tulipant to the sun which our herbalists call narcissus when it shines is 
admirandus flos ad radios solis se pandens, a glorious flower exposing itself. But when the sun sets, or a tempest comes, it hides itself, pines away, and hath no pleasure left, which Carolus Gonzaga, Duke of Mantua, in a cause not unlike, sometimes used for an impress. Do all, enamorates, to their mistress. She is their son, their primum mobile, or anima informans. This one hath elegantly expressed by a windmill, still moved by the wind, which otherwise hath no motion of itself. Sic tua ni spiret gratia truncus ero. He is wholly animated from her breath. His soul lives in her body. Sola claves habet interitus et salutis. She keeps the keys of his life. His fortune ebbs and flows with her favour. A gracious or bad aspect turns him up or down. Mens mea lucescit lucia luce tua. Howsoever his present state be pleasing or displeasing, tis continuate so long as he loves. He can do nothing, think of nothing but her. Desire hath no rest. She is his cynosure, Hesperus and Vesper, his morning and evening star, his goddess, his mistress, his life, his soul, his everything. Dreaming, waking, she is always in his mouth, his heart, his eyes, ears, and all his thoughts are full of her, his Laura, his Victorina, his Columbina, Flavia, Flaminia, Caelia, Delia, or Isabella, call her how you will, she is the sole object of his senses, the substance of his soul. Nidulus animae suae, he magnifies her above measure, totus in illa, full of her can breathe nothing but her. I adore Melabia, saith lovesick Callisto, I believe in Melabia, I honour, admire, and love my Melabia. His soul was soused, imparadised, imprisoned in his lady. When Thais took her leave of Phaedria, Mi Phaedria et nunquid aliud vis? Sweetheart, she said, will you command me any further service? He readily replied, and gave this in charge. Egone quid velim, dies noctesque ames me, me desireres, me somnies, me expectes, me cogites, me speres, me te oblectes, mecum totasis, meus fac postremo animus, quando ego sum tuus. Dost ask, my dear, what service I will have? To love me day and night is all I crave. To dream on me, to expect, to think on me. Depend and hope, still covet me to see. Delight 
thyself in me, be wholly mine, for know, my love, that I am wholly thine. But all this needed not, you will say. If she affect once, she will be his, settle her love on him, on him alone. Illum absens absentem auditque videtque. She can, she must, think and dream of naught else but him, continually of him, as did Orpheus on his Eurydice. Te dulcis coniux, te solo in litore mecum, te veniente die, te discedente canebam. On thee, sweet wife, was all my song, morn, evening, and all along. And Dido upon her Aeneas, Et quae me insomnia terent, multa viri virtus et plurima curit imago. And ever and anon she thinks upon the man that was so fine, so fair, so blithe, so debonair. Clitophon, in the first book of Achilles, Tatius complaineth how that his mistress Leucippe tormented him much more in the night than in the day. For all day long he had some object or other to distract his senses, but in the night all ran upon her. All night long he lay awake and could think of nothing else but her. He could not get her out of his mind. Towards morning sleep took a little pity on him. He slumbered a while, but all his dreams were of her. Te nocte sub atra oloquor amplector falsaque in imagine somni gaudia solicitam palpant evanida mentem. In the dark night I speak, embrace, and find that fading joys deceive my careful mind. The same complaint Euryalus makes to his Lucretia. Day and night I think of thee, I wish for thee, I talk of thee, call on thee, look for thee, hope for thee, delight myself in thee, day and night I love thee. Nec mihi vespere surgente decedunt amores, nec rapidum fugiente solem. Morning, evening, all is alike with me. I have restless thoughts. Te vigilans oculis animo te nocte requiro. Still I think on thee. Anima non est ubi animat, sed ubi amat. I live and breathe in thee. I wish for thee. O niveam, quae te poterit mihi redere lucem, O mihi felicem terque quaterque diem. O happy day that shall restore thee to my sight. In the meantime he raves on her, Her sweet face, eyes, actions, gestures, Hands, feet, speech, length, breadth, height, depth, and the rest of her dimensions are so surveyed, measured, and taken by that astrolabe of fantasy, and that so violently sometimes, with such earnestness and eagerness, such continuance, 
so strong an imagination that at length he thinks he sees her indeed he talks with her he embraceth her ixion like pro junone nubem a cloud for juno as he said nihil praeter lucipen cerno lucipe mihi perpetuo in oculis et animo versatur i see and meditate of naught but lucipe be she present or absent all is one et quam vis aberat placidae praesentia formae quem dederat praesens forma manebat amor that impression of her beauty is still fixed in his mind haerent infixi pectora vultus as he that is bitten with a mad dog thinks all he sees dogs dogs in his meat dogs in his dish dogs in his drink his mistress is in his eyes ears heart in all his senses valeriola had a merchant his patient in the same predicament and ulricus molitor out of augustine hath a story of one that through vehemency of his love passion still thought he saw his mistress present with him she talked with him et comisceri cum ea vigilans videbatur still embracing him now if this passion of love can produce such effects if it be pleasantly intended what bitter torments shall it breed when it is with fear and continual sorrow suspicion care agony as commonly it is still accompanied what an intolerable pain must it be non tam grandes gargara culmos quot demerso pectore curas longa nexas usque catena vel quae penitus crudelis amor vulnera miscet mount gargarus hath not so many stems as lover's breast hath grievous wounds and linked cares which love compounds end of section sixteen